Talking Tesla. Talking Tesla. Tesla. I'm not sure if like my foot should be on the brake or the accelerator. They put rings on Elon. It must be some sort of geometrical algorithm. I don't really need to touch the steering wheel there, Tom. Oh, I'm sure there's some math. So SpaceX, <laughs> here's the deal. Um, landing a rocket on a drone ship is key. Charger, 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 <laughs> charger. How am I expected to drive a car without autopilot? Charger, charger, charger. <laughs> you know, I'm not a good parker, Tom. Yeah. I'll be the first to admit it. Yeah. Just think that this is a car company that is run by super geeks. All the other cars are going to be stupid cars compared to this car. You don't even have to I remember that. You've got a Model X. I have seen the future, and it is light pole charging. No, I wouldn't call it a screw-up. Do you like your Model X? God, it's beautiful. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, children of all ages, welcome to Talking Tesla number 158, a regular no, I show. 159. You, um, what? Yeah, I missed, didn't change the heading. It's my fault. Oh 159. My God. No, now someone else has to do the intro. Otherwise, I sound like a maroon. We're leaving it in, Tom. Thanks. <laughs> That's really, really quite pleasant of you all. Thank you so much. Well, okay, I guess it's Talking Tesla 159, a regular show, and I'm using my air quotes. And this is a first for Talking Tesla. Now, we've done the show in various iterations of me and Robert because right. we got really mad at Mel and we hated him. And we've done it, me and Mel, because we got really mad at you and hated you. Okay. And then... I think you and Mel have done it without me because basically I suck at this. <laughs> so there's all kinds of reasons. Yes. But this time we're all together, but we're apart because we Mel is in another room. We call it quarantine because he yes. is replicating. Oh, my God. He looks so quarantined. There may actually be more viruses inside Mel than people on this planet. I have no doubt about that. There is 1.8 trillion viruses in the world. I've been talking about on Elon Daily every day. People must be like, shut yeah. the F no, up. No, people are never sick of all of the things that you say on the Elon Daily, which is part of the Talking <laughs> Tesla network, which is basically three shows. Elon Daily. Yes. Yes. The Talking Tesla regular show. Yes. And the Patreon, Patreon show. We love the patrons. Which we love them. is a show that's really, it's the best show we do. Yeah. As a group? Because we love the Patreons. <laughs> right. And so they make this possible. If you're listening to this regular show, it's going to be good, but it's not going to be amazing. It's not going to be great. <laughs> it's not going to be as amazing. It's not. It's going to be better than anything else out there in the Tesla sphere. Yes. That's it's saying a bit much. So <laughs> settle down, so. I mean, it's what's, better than anything else we do. What's, what's, <laughs> <laughs> well, it's the second or third best thing we do. I don't even know anymore. Anyways, let's get the show started. I Mel, just, I want to say up front a couple of things. Like, okay. I might drop out of this recording because I really do feel like stool. Uh -huh. And my colon feels like it's about to let loose as well. <laughs> <laughs> On Set the plus sitting. side, you also look like stool. <laughs> <laughs> that, that's... The baseline. So <laughs> that is true. That is baseline. So before for you. we get uh, too far into this uh -huh. uh, tonight, and if this is an inappropriate and slurry show by the end, <laughs> and it uh, will be, we yes. are drinking some rye whiskey from my friend Carl. So I went up to uh, what do you call it? It's called the uh, the mammoths. The mammoths. Mm -hmm. And uh, we had the car there. And we had the talking Tesla um, podcast thing on the back of the car, and. Uh, this gentleman left me a note on a piece of paper and said, look, I listen to the podcast all the time. I co-own the distillery upstairs in the village, 
at, in Mammoth. He's speaking our language. <laughs> and uh, come up, uh, text me, I'll buy you a drink. So Carl, I did that, but his wife uh, had to go to the hospital. She's a healthcare worker and he's like, oh, I can't come and see you because i got the kid. And, but go to the distiller anyway. It's wonderful. Okay. Get yourself some drinks and I've got a present for you. So uh, I did have a lovely, what was it called? I can't remember. It was so good. It was like whiskey and apple and uh, it's a mixed drink. It was so delicious. And then he gave us these uh, two bottles. One's a rye. What's the other one? This one is a Hungarian oak high Sierra whiskey with notes of vanilla, stone fruit, and spice. And this other granite, it's a granite rye. It's 94 proof, which is... Pretty proofy. Pretty proofy. It's got flavors of spice, vanilla, and cocoa nibs. And I will tell you, I am a fan of rye whiskeys. Yeah. This is probably the best rye whiskey I've ever drank. Wow. It is very good. For a high-proof rye whiskey, very smooth drinking. Right. Didn't need any additional water. Doesn't have that burn that yeah. you get. I don't know right. what percentage of rye I think we should is in this give thing, Mel the rest of the bottle is, so he can recover faster. This yeah. is some damn Hot good work. Toddy. Your friend knows how to make a rye. Well, my friend who I've never met who put a note on my car, own, co-owns a distillery. Uh-huh. They actually distill it there and in the sort of the restaurant. It's not really a restaurant. You can't get uh-huh. food there. Um, it's right there in Mammoth. Go check it out. And Carl, there you go. I'm a cheap date. There's thousands of dollars worth of advertising <laughs> for two bottles of whiskey. <laughs> but I agree with you, Tom. I drink whiskey. I'm not a connoisseur like mm-hmm. uh, Thomas is, but i got to say, this is one of the best whiskeys I've ever had. It's and very good. Bold. It's lovely. It's I, would li- I told Tom before, if it's bad, just say it's okay. <laughs> but he's like, dude, this is this is spectacular. Yeah, it's I'm actually really, noticing it's a that solid rye. on the bottle I'm holding, it's labeled the number. They've handwritten on the label the number of the barrel, the bottle, the proof, the alcohol percentage volume it's uh it's classy stuff and yeah i'm gonna start slurring soon i would yeah. say if you could send 10 or 1200 more bottles our direction <laughs> then that would be a really good idea yeah that's well, pretty we'll cool. drink it every show high sierra whiskey good for you nice so let's uh get into this week and i'll uh, sort of front load with a bit of stuff that i want to talk about in case i'm going to drop which is almost okay. certain what do you want to talk can about I tell you first? More? Can I tell you more about my colon? It's starting to the sluice. <laughs> no, the sluices no. are about to let go. No, we're not going to talk not about your colon or it's not an anatomical it's show. Disgusting. Yeah. Well, you can tell us an update on your adventure. So you went to the mammoths with the family, and the car broke. We've heard that story every day for the last eight and a half weeks. I Thank think you. on Elon Daily. You're welcome. And the updates of it. So, what's today's situation? So I actually did this on Elon Daily today. Uh, people will be hearing it tomorrow, but it'll be yesterday when you what? hear this. It's, it's, so, like, oh, it's so meta. Oh, my gosh. Wow. So uh, it's been in for two weeks. Haven't uh-huh. got it back yet. Okay. Mm. They've been very poor in their communication. No. Um, That's shocking. So yeah. unusual for the man-eyes. Uh, <laughs> Irvis Enter. Irvis Enter. <laughs> very nice people when you can get them, but uh, uh-huh. not answering texts. And yeah. then I called tonight and I said this on yesterday's show. Mm-hmm. Uh, tomorrow's show, which will be yesterday, but it's going to be here. <laughs> Um, you need to stop. And uh, <laughs> I called at 510, uh-huh. and they supposedly close at 6, and I just got the mailbag is full, and press 1 to, uh, to end the call. I'm like, come on. <laughs> so my theory <laughs> to end the yesterday, call. today, or tomorrow, whenever you heard it, was uh-huh. that you know the engineer got under there, he looked at the electric motor, and uh, she or he said, look, uh, it needs another part, back to Fremont, delay, 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 hmm. bit of a problem. The other thing that I was ticked off about, and I'm sitting on the show, I'm going to say to you again, 
that I was telling them, look, it's got nine miles, it's got eight miles. The, the app is exploding, telling me to plug in, and I couldn't get them to answer me. I'm like, could you plug it in, or are you going to have a bricked battery? And you're paying for that, not me. Finally, they plugged it in before they did the service. Thank you very much. So while it was in service, it was, in were, s- it was getting very close to being bricked? Well, I left them with about uh, 50 miles. Uh-huh. For some reason, they drove it lots of places maybe to just test what was going on. Mm-hmm. And they brought it back to the service center with about 25 miles, or they did a, uh-huh. a heist or something. I don't know. Um, and then Hopefully it not. sat there for so long, you know, it loses a, a mile or two yeah. or three a day, you know, using mm-hmm. some energy to keep their batteries all yeah. nice. So by the time they plugged it in, it had eight miles left on it. And were you getting like notifications from your app? Like, hey, your my, car's about to get bricked? My app was going insane. It was uh-huh. like, plug it in. Why won't you listen, Herbert, you idiot? Plug it in. You're mm-hmm. dangerously low. If it goes to zero, you potentially can harm this battery right. irrevocably. So I sent it to Tesla and they just weren't answering. And then finally it got plugged in. They're great. And who's your service advisor at the I'm NIs? not saying. <laughs> Does this, is it, a, is it a, a young lady whose name starts with an M? No. Oh, because she's also terrible. Oh. oh, I didn't say her name. My service advisor is not terrible. It's just like not communicating very well. Well, that's terrible. Yeah, I wonder. Well, what... is it a him or is it a systems issue? I like to often think of these things as a system issue. Do they have the software? Do they? Mm-hmm. He's probably looking after a hundred or two hundred people, mm. and that's very difficult. And if you don't have the right software and the right systems mm-hmm. in place, that's you may... adorable. It's just a. Big, it's a company that's growing bigger and bigger mm-hmm. and bigger, bigger and, and yeah. bigger. And, and there was getting... a f- ton. Let me tell you a f- ton. Let me say Hello. one more time. A f- ton that's of cars. three F words for yeah. EJ to bleep out. So of I'm you. curious did you see many cars that had body damage, like that were there for None. body work? I didn't see that, but you know what mm-hmm. happened? Because okay. you can track your Tesla. So I drop it off mm-hmm. and then it's just sitting there in the service center in the, uh, what are we calling it? Man eyes. Man wives. <laughs> and then I noticed that the Ranger dropped. And it was actually parked for uh-huh. a week about five miles up north of yeah. the service center. So they must hmm. have some rent like of storage lot. Because they couldn't put all the cars that they know, it's, fix. That's wow. just adjacent to the airport up yes. there. That's a, there's like a little parking lot. The whole bunch of our uh, homeless folks live on that street. Right. And then right next to that is the parking lot. Because I found my car there once as well. Interesting. You know, it's kind of curious that uh-huh. I don't. you can't really do this with many other cars. Find out where it is. Where to like be snooping on your uh-huh. car and yeah. kind baby. of telling that they're not plugging it in. Uh-huh. And so normally people are just blissfully ignorant yeah. about these these somewhat lapses or uh-huh. concerns. But now, because we're so, you know, plugged mm-hmm. in, so to speak, with our cars. Right. But if your car's in service, yeah. they should have a mechanism to see that it's giving them alerts about a battery that's about to be break. What's the cost of a battery? What do you got, a 90? Hundred? Uh, is it a ninety D or a hundred? No, it's the newest one, so it's a hundred D. Yeah, that's yeah. a very pricey little battery for them to not be very concerned about plugging that's in. That's what, what I was think? thinking. Like because it's clearly not my problem. I can document <laughs> where it happened, and it's yours. Yeah, and they didn't seem to be. Yeah, I wonder in the concerned. service center if, like, when you bring a car to them, they have like a. I don't know, a big screen, somebody sits at a computer that's uh-huh. like air traffic control, and they can see all the different cars that are there with them and uh, get alerts or somehow 
have that kind of a system. Well, like the last time I took my three in and they had it, my app wouldn't do anything. Like it didn't have any right. control over the yeah, car. They, it said your car's in service. Yeah, typically they shut the car's Wi-Fi or connection, internet connection off. Mm -hmm. And that's part of the service system. So I'm kind of curious that they left yours on. I guess it's because they were doing nothing. Yeah, they were doing nothing, <laughs> nothing, nothing. And now for the last yeah. three days, it's been in service mode. So I know that they've looked at it right. and now nothing's happened for three days. That's why my theory is they looked at it and went, uh-oh, need another part. And, and are they, they fixing the motor or are they replacing the motor? I don't know. It'd be nice to be able to talk to somebody and just yeah. have a little chat. Well, what did you find? Mm -hmm. uh, you know, did I... Did a squirrel get sucked up into the electromagnets Ooh, or something? A squirrel in the electromagnets? No, they were rats that were eating all of the insulation That's in right. the cars. It was, it was rats. It was rats. Delicious for rats. Right. That happened uh, both with the old Roadsters Tesla. and with the Teslas because of the insulation that they wrap around the wires. It's a, sort of a non-toxic, um, I think it's a plant-based insulation, and the rats love it. Yeah, they made it out of guacamole, I believe. <laughs> what it was. Rats and rats. squirrels do love guacamole. Mm. They really are. They are fans. So uh, that is, uh, that's the update. Um, can I tell you with other first world problems? Oh, please. You know what? This should be called Mel's first world sessions. Yeah. So I've also got a Model 3, right? You do, yeah. That's and it ass. stinks. What? So the, I, I did a big show on this, and I don't uh -huh. want to go over it too much because I did it on daily, but I did everything that everybody said. Lysol, turning the heater on. You did Lysol? And it still stinks? Terrible and it idea. still stinks. So you know what you need to do? This oh, this whiskey, right, whiskey smells so good. No, just put like a, I don't know, like... Um, a sponge or one of those diffusers and stick the rye whiskey in with uh, the diffuser and your that. car will and then be all the smoky. Fungus will be in. First off, don't waste the rye whiskey. No, I won't do that. And then I did this other thing which is supposed to – none of it worked. Mm -hmm. it, everything worked for a day or two and then you're like, oh, here's the stink back. Mm -hmm. And so uh, that's getting fixed tomorrow. I'll tell you how it goes. So that one, they're actually coming to my house. They're replacing the filters and mm. hopefully de-stinkifying the coils. How's yours, Tom? I had that done. Oh, um, it's done. Oh, yeah. They Good. came, we'll believe. The guy was very, very informative, very High knowledgeable five. about the situation. I told Mel about it, and that's why he talked I about it on the, show. On the Elon okay. of, of the Daily. You should listen every once in a while. You might learn some things about uh, yeah. what we talk about. Anywho. <laughs> uh, <laughs> it's not like you don't have an hour drive to and from work every day. That's that true. Right. That's true. Um, so, yeah, hopefully he will fix it. Now, let me ask you this question as a, as a, as a human. Uh, are they charging you? $140. Bull in my opinion. And <gasps> you can leave that in because I got Ooh. charged the $135 at the service center. The guy who came to my uh, place of business to repair it says, that's bull. I should talk to my supervisor. You should get your $135 back. That system ozone cleansing that they charged me 135 bucks for uh doesn't work according to a tesla employee so if you're a tesla employee and mm -hmm. you're listening to this bullshit, i want my 135 dollars back the other thing i will tell you is if they're replacing the filters and want to charge you 135 dollars for that or 140 dollars for that particular thing also bull your car's not that old and those filters have a 10-year lifespan and it's a design flaw own up to your problems and don't make us pay for them. Wow. Yeah, I didn't. I uh, didn't think about that because normally, you know, after I think I when did I get that three, wow. two years ago, wow. year ago, whenever it first came out. Yeah. yeah. And uh, you know, you're replacing a filter early on, but you're right. This is separate from the filter. This is the yeah. They're going to change the filter, but uh -huh. it's the coil. It's the fungus. It's yeah. the problem that they did a firmware upgrade for. That is really the problem. I will talk to them about it. 
at this point, I'm not going to fight too much. If they can get rid of the stink, I would blow up if they charge me $140 and a week later it stinks again. Then I'd be like, no, right. give me my money back and come out and fix it again. Fix the right. stink and don't charge me. Uh, turns out I paid about $60,000 for that car. I'd like uh, it to oh, work. Oh, but did work. you click the stink option? <laughs> I didn't. Right. Because you know why? There wasn't one. Oh, well. It wasn't like, do you want your car to stink? Do you not want your car to stink? Because I'll be honest with you, I could go around the room. I could go around the country. I could go around the world and no one is going to pick I'd like a stinky ass car option. I, I have one question for yeah. both of you. Oh, God. God. If today, Fanboy. with your Model 3s, mm -hmm. yes. I came to you and I had a Jaguar I-Pace, all electric, yes. or a Porsche Taycan, T-Can, all electric, yes. would you just switch? No. It doesn't. What? It's That is like, no. Okay. But what difference does that okay. make? That's all I wanted to say. My, I rest my case. <laughs> Your case is stupid. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Before we get into the first story, I put a package in front of you. Okay, you did. Yeah. Oh, this, that's this, your package. It's very big. <laughs> oh, it's big. It's wonderful. It's firm. Wonderful. It's, uh, it's, it's wrapped in wrapped. some brown paper, organic, grass-fed, finished animal oh. welfare beef. Yeah, this is wrapping. from my favorite, uh, one of my favorite uh, this, butcher does this shops. Does have raw meat in it? At no. some point? <laughs> no. But this could gross. be a future, and I expect it will be a future media pick. Okay. Oh, future media okay. pick. Okay, so there's, we got, there's a book. Robert it's, is very generous. He's always giving us things. It's I, bought, I bought you guys shirts. You did. Shirts that you know, Elon sports. I don't remember being called generous. You gave us a shirt. Thank you, Once you give me three shirts, <laughs> you get the moniker. Oh, that's great. generous. Talking to strangers... What We Should Know About the People We Don't Know by Malcolm Gladwell. Oh, yeah. Very nice. I love Lo the Gladwell. Oh, it's it's autographed by Malcolm the, the Gladwell himself. It has it a plate what the hell? inside. Apparently, yeah. Robert is good friends of Malcolm Gladwell. We're buds. To yes. Sign a thing. Thank you so very much. Tell us the backstory Much about nicer this. than my How Nuke Mars happen? shirt that I got, everyone. I love the Marsh. I know, but this is nicer. It's autographed by Malcolm. He's got it the is, crazy hair. I he love does that have guy. the cool hair. Love that. He's guy. a wonderful guy. He, I went to hear him talk uh, Monday uh -huh. night. When okay. was that? I guess I that was like two days ago. Mm -hmm. And uh, Malcolm came and talked about all kinds of things. It was a roundabout, all about his dad and growing up and mm -hmm. experiences and his LeBron James challenge. He cha challenged him to run a mile. Mm -hmm. uh, and it's like, really, it was interesting talk. It'll probably be available at, um, online. This organization that I did the, the that I went to, it's called, uh, Live Talks Los Angeles. And they have a, I think they have a YouTube channel and they broadcast on some cable channel. And, uh, so I gave you a, a ticket that you didn't attend. I didn't go. Yeah, well, I was there, but I know Mel wouldn't. And. Well, well, maybe for Gladwell, you could get me out after eight o'clock. I was, uh, I but you I were was, replicating virus. I believe well. I was That's in the sure. mountains. You were, yeah. In the, this was Monday but night. I'm giving correct? you the next best thing. You've got the book, and then we can all kind of scan it, read it, enjoy it, talk yeah. about it. It'll can be... I tell you honestly what I'm going to do with this? Uh, what are you going to? Can, uh, can I tell you honestly? Do you want some honesty? I do. Okay, I'm I'm going to take one swig of this <laughs> rye whiskey, and book. here I go. Uh -huh. Go. I'm going to put this book very prominently in my bookshop. I have a lot of books. Yeah. I'm going to put it right there, right up the front where everybody sees it. Mm -hmm. I'm going to get the audio book. <laughs> I'm going to listen to it. Uh -huh. Right. And then people are going to say, wow, how's that book? And I'm going to say, that was really, it's an excellent book. There's some really great insights. Do you want to have a loan of it? Uh, you should get it. Uh -huh. And they'll think, I'm a reader. Yes. Uh -huh. And I am a reader, but I'm an audio reader. You're a listener. But I like to often, and I do this, it's just stupid. I give often these great authors two bites of the cherry. I buy the book, put it in the bookshelf, look right. intellectual, then listen to it on the audiobook. Yeah. 
Am What's I weird? Th- have I got a problem? No, What's I do therapist? a lot of that myself. What's your therapist say about that? Because it's a little broken. It's not easy for all of us to read. I, I had dyslexia no, I, as well when I, I was growing up. and I, I get that, but you don't need to buy the book. You can I know, but it's, the book. it seems you like if you want to look book. good because you're superficial and you're very insecure and you want people to think yeah. that you have a lot of books. Yeah, that's what we were getting at you over there. That, that was the, that's what I was trying to get at. <laughs> More stuff. I'm not saying that about you, right. Robert. But then you can lend the book too and other people can use it. That's true. It's lovely. It's wonderful. But this one's a signed book. This one's Sign, but this one, yeah, yeah, you don't lend that the sign one. No, no, you can look at that, that yeah. but you can't touch that. I like the Kindle books, but I will read this because I like an actual book yeah. as well. Thank you very much. It will be my fourth Malcolm Gladwell book that I'll have read. Yeah. And actually, the audiobook to this is a sort of, how would I say, I want to call it like an illustrated book. It's mm-hmm. not really illustrated, but he's going to take the verbiage that comes with the text and intersperse music and sound effects oh. and interviews and all sorts of period uh. bits and bites. And uh, he's going to sort of blow up what it means to be an audiobook. And oh. I'm really curious to see that because that reminds me of you, Mel, and how you take education to another level with all the foolie-boo. That's interesting, Malcolm. I'm actually working on a super secret project mm. that's very similar to that. Super secret. Well, now, is it two still of us super secret? And the other so guy, super two of us now know, and one <laughs> other guy who listens know, to the I podcast. I don't know anything about any of Mel's super secret things. I'm writing a book and at the same time creating a enhanced podcast for it at the same time. Ooh. Or audio book, depending on how we release it. So much for that secret. It's a secret that now <laughs> four people know. Four of us, yeah, exactly. Yeah. And and the people Joe, who are listening to the show. Joe listening to the to show. Joe's listening. People listen free. to the show. You know that, right? And uh, I can't remember who it was that won the carpets. I just need to tell you. Look, uh, the carpets we got from RPM Tesla. Oh, you mean that the, correct? The floor mats. The floor that are mats made out of the carpets. Uh, plastic or hardcore, all weather rubber. Uh, amazingly beautiful and lovely gift from RPM Tesla. Within uh, 1.5 seconds of sending that out into the world, Mm -hmm. I got somebody that said, I would like those. He's on the East Coast, and so I'm going to send it to him anyway. But I have to admit, I haven't sent it yet because I got sick. It's sitting right there. I'm going to send it to you. And then you know what happened? Like, His name's here. On the letters. Oh, it is? It What's did, his name? Didn't you put his letter? Is, Tom? I, if it's correct, I just want to make sure. Yeah, I think that's right. It's the, he's the last, it's the only letter in the show at the end, if I'm correct. And he says, thank you for. His name thank- is Todd Sullivan. Yeah. Well, if that's the right one, I can't remember. <laughs> uh, then it's coming, Todd, but I just I forgot to put in the freaking mail and then I got sick. But you know who the second person was? Who? Within about 30 minutes after Todd. Was it yeah. me? Joel Sapp. Joel. And I'm like, Joel. Oh, my gosh. I feel so bad. Maybe Mark will send Joel some extra match. Who knows? Mark's a good dude. Yeah. He might. I like his stuff. RPM Tesla, man. I'm just saying. Um, all right, we'll continue on now. We, let's, you know, we've been doing this for like an hour. Oh, so we it haven't feels started like, yet. Yeah, <laughs> we haven't started the show. Let's go, Robert. We're going we, to, Robert, is, okay, Robert, let, let's just be honest right now. Mel's been sick. I've been in the mountains. This entire show, 100% of every article you're about to hear mm. is Robert. This is a Robert Rosenblum-based show. Now, I went through and struck through about 45 of the articles <laughs> before we got started because Mel was sick and we didn't want to be here until next Thursday doing this show. But, Robert, we're going to start. This is an all-Robert. This is an all-Robert show. For good or bad, it's all-Robert. <laughs> yeah. And I'm starting to get the sweats again. Oh, that's yeah. lovely. So I'm not going to last long. More and the sluices right. are going to open up. Oh, turn the AC on and shut the hell up. 
So gross. we are in the midst of National Drive Electric Week. Uh, month day, month year. day, event, year. And you'll hear this before the weekend. Uh-huh. So this coming weekend, uh-huh. there's going to be an EV event near you. And so all I'm doing is there's a link in the show notes that's a Sierra Club link. Mm-hmm. And there's also the grand excuse to plan this weekend and go out, look up on the internet, National Drive Electric Week, go out to an EV event, show off your EV, entice newbies to ditch their ice cars, give some test drives, just be a friend, a chaperone, a mentor to all those people who haven't considered the paradigm switch of going electric. And you know, as well as we know, how convenient and clean and soothing it is, and especially with a Tesla. So I'm just encouraging everyone to go out there and get active and help move the needle uh, as far as electric cars adoption goes. Awesome. And as a side, oh, go ahead, Mel. No, well, I was going to say that although we make fun of the name National Drive Electric Week Month Day Year, mm-hmm. this is a very important uh, program, and if you can go and help, go do that. Just don't mind Tom and I being cynical yeah. losers. We're just funny. We're just having fun. There's an amazingly large event in Irving, Texas. Another one in Atlanta, Georgia, which mm-hmm. is going to be. 200 EV owners sharing their insights. It's crazy. So if you're in the South uh, East or in uh, the South Center, yeah. whatever you want to call it, the southwest Just look online. You put in your address mm-hmm. and their events, and then you can sign up for their newsletter next year. Mm-hmm. They can email you ahead of time. They can give you a packet that helps you to create an event near mm-hmm. you, which is a really cool thing. And if you're not near an event, and you have an EV and you're listening, maybe you live in a rural area and you just you happen to be an early adopter or somebody who just really believes in that stuff. Find a person, take it for a ride in your car. Yeah. Have your own little mini event. That's right. I've shown my car off, I think, four times in the last week. And people were like, whoa, I didn't realize it was so nice. People and are amazing. They really, they see it. And you know what's mm-hmm. kind of related to this what? is that Model 3 recently went to the UK and has now Blown the doors off mm-hmm. of four-door sedan sales. What? They used to be not even on the radar. Nobody even put them on the list. But mm-hmm. as of August, the Model 3 is the third most popular sedan sold in the UK. And that's not electric sedans. That's, that's all, all sedans. sedans. They only got beat out by the VW Golf Meh. and the Ford Fiesta. Meh. Meh. Uh, can you give like thing a double, eh? Oh, more of a Ford Fiesta. Whatever. Then, on a kind of a bright note, but a sad note, Mm -hmm. because it's sad for some folks, but bright for the the health of the planet overall. Mm -hmm. The union, the miners' union president, Mm -hmm. came out and said, "Coal is not back. Nobody saved the coal industry." A little shot at uh, Donald. Well, I mean, yeah. Yes. <laughs> Last month, they um, sh- mined less coal than they have in 30 years. That's a big, big number. And it's all Coal's market forces. It's, this yeah, is my, despite. Right. It's despite. So uh, this union, not, is it a union president? Yeah. Union? United Mine Workers of America Union President. Was there a follow-up to say, and therefore we should do more to make coal come back or just stating basically there's no coal coming back? I think they basically stated that the major consumers in the United States of coal, these big power companies, are shutting down their coal plants and there's really like no hope for it. Um, They're all banking on exports to China 
and uh, that's not going so well. So that's another reason for the shot across the bow. Yeah, he said plants are still closing dramatically and the market keeps shrinking. Coal mining jobs will continue to be lost because of what he called bad public policy. Yeah. And eventually there will be no market here or only the strongest companies will survive. Now, also in this article, he says that we need, he said, technology that removes carbon from the burning of coal needs to be developed to solve the climate emergency. Meh. Uh, no. Meh. Well, I like the fact that he acknowledges that there's this thing called a climate, a climate emergency. emergency. That's right. true. Uh, yes. And he might true. be right. We would probably still be burning coal and feeling good about it, yeah. even though there's a lot of particulate and a lot of other crap. Mercury. If mm-hmm. we could sequester the carbon, because burning yeah. coal is bad for lots of reasons, but potentially the worst reason is the CO2. And yeah. one of the other worst reasons is actually the health of the lung of the people who go down and dig that stuff up. That's true. They die from black lung. That's true. It's just they're exposed to mercury yeah. and all sorts of carcinogens. And it's we still just, need miners. We need to mine us some lithium and some other stuff so we could retrain or we could, as they uh, talked about on the island daily, there's some um, states have actually been very active about this going, coal is going away. Yeah. Let's try and get some tax incentives and stuff to like windmill builders and solar panel builders and yeah. battery manufacturers and lithium mining. Yep. Um, so just trying to bring back something that is economically dead uh, is not going to work. Hey, Google, what's Tesla's stock price? As of 7.59 p.m. Eastern Daylight Time today, Tesla is trading at $243.20 a share on NASDAQ after hours, down 0.12% from closing. Meh. Mm. Okay. Meh. Was its highest? Its highest was three eighty nine. Yeah, this is less. This is less than its highest. But in this year, Mm -hmm. you know, it crashed in the first quarter after terrible first quarter sales. Yeah. But since then, I think it is up like twenty three percent. Yeah, it's doing pretty well from that point. But people are talking about the end of this quarter and how much it's going to affect the next earnings call. And I have my breath held. But yesterday on my way up the 405, uh, I passed three filled Tesla, uh, or should say car carriers filled with Teslas. Were they electric semis? Mm. No. No, that doesn't exist yet. So the low (sighs) in the last year looks like it was about 178.97 on June 3rd. I don't know what that was in regards to. My guess is a very bad uh, report <laughs> uh, in the quarterly type situation, an earnings report that didn't go so well. Uh, but now, 243, so a pretty decent rebound from that June, right? July, yes. August, September. We're not talking about very much. So mm-hmm. if you uh, were smart enough to buy on the low, sell on the high. Yeah. And uh, they are offering a lot of incentives right now. Um, I said this on The Daily Show. I'll say it here again, and I'm not afraid to say it. Mm-hmm. If you're buying a Tesla, if you're smart, buy it towards the end of the quarter. Mm. And if you can wait, buy it towards the end of the year. Because my friend, you know, we have a company incentive for green incentivizing things. So uh, she just got herself a Model 3, and she just right now sent me a picture of picking up the car. Mm-hmm. And the little incentive that they threw at her was two years free supercharging with a Model 3. Nice. Thank you. That's a pretty decent amount. Yeah. Although Tesla has talked a lot about trying to smooth out the deliveries of the cars, which would, I expect, make the end of the quarter bonuses kind of go away. Mm-hmm. I don't know. They're kind of doing it to themselves, mm-hmm. right? It seems like they're feeding the bears every time, yes. you know, if you know about <laughs> Tesla, and maybe most people don't, but if you know about Tesla, you know, towards the end of every quarter, you can be like, well, what else can you give me? 
And towards the end of the year, they start doing crazy stuff. Like my ex, they're like, well, we'll pay off your ex for five months if we can get you in another one. I'm like, okay. Yeah. It's interesting. And it seems that the technology advances don't kind of necessarily sit well with the financial and the delivery issues because mm-hmm. they went to a famous track in Germany mm. and they drove around a very souped up Tesla with three motors. Very souped up. Well, that is speculation. There was nobody that said for sure this was a three motor Model S. Well, they did say it was the new plaid version and well, I don't know, did they say, but everybody's reporting that it's a three-motor. Right, that's true, but S. I don't believe Tesla has confirmed that. I'm not saying it's not true. I'm not saying that there aren't good reporters on the ground. I'm just saying I don't believe Tesla has confirmed that that's what we're looking at, although this thing was smoking. Did you see the fender flares? Yeah. Super wide tires Very on cool. this thing. Yeah, these are special tires that aren't even available yet, the Goodyear Eagle F1 Super Sport RS. Mm-hmm. It's almost like somebody who has a lot of degrees and mm-hmm. they put all these letters after their name and it gets to be a little too much. If it has an F1 on it, my guess is it costs as much as my Model 3 for these set of tires. Yeah, these are probably like $600 tires, maybe more. Very pricey. Yeah, they've got this really interesting like uh, flare that's on the, on the end of the trunk to really give some pressure on the backside of the car. Mm-hmm. It's got um, Bembro brakes, these carbon fiber brakes. I expect this is going to be like the next Tesla um, uh, ludicrous mode where you had to pay an extra 40 grand to get all the extras. Mm-hmm. They've now rolled all that stuff into the standard 100 uh, performance uh-huh. Model S. But I expect what they're developing is the next, like, I don't know, step up performance Model S. So you're convinced that Tesla didn't just do this for track, that they're going to put this stuff out so this fastness can be on the street. It can be in your hands. Elon said specifically specifically said that Mm. the production version of this due out in October slash November will be even faster. Of next year. Of next year. 2020. All the good things happen in 2020. I know. We're coming to that time. I didn't. I said on The Daily Show, uh, the short show, the, the Mel show. (laughs) <laughs> is that a good idea to the say that? short show? No, the, the Mel, Mel show. show. Do those, is that not an oxymoron? Uh, is that kind oh, sing, pow, oh, yeah. pow, pop, <laughs> um, Is that a good idea to say, like, uh, so you got a lot of cash and you want a fast uh-huh. car? Yeah. Don't buy it for a year. Right. This is like what I'm saying when the technology doesn't fit with the finance or the season and you end up with these sort of like, oh, what am I going to, you know, so. (sighs) But first off, anybody who's interested in whatever this is, this $40,000 bonus could give a crap about buying a car and getting rid of it in a year. Yeah, but if their lease is up like next month. They've got like 13 months until they could get it. So this Mm -hmm. reminds me of when I first went into the Tesla showroom in like 2012. Mm -hmm. And they said, well, the S isn't available. Thank you for your deposit. But let's put you in this Roadster and Mm. we'll give it to you at a you know, a pretty reasonable lease price. I think mm-hmm. it was like $1,100. Reasonable. And then as soon as your S is available, mm-hmm. we'll just take it back. Oh. You don't have to have any obligation Wonderful. to lease it any longer. And I was, I was. We can't believe you didn't do that. I was, yeah. Well, I had like a, I don't know. I had like a seven-year-old child. Uh-huh. Or actually maybe he was, how old was he? You had a He's moment a of, it sounds like he you had a 12. moment of lucidity is what you had. Yeah. Well, I got a picture of, 
Julian in the Tesla, and he was pretty jazzed about it. But he did, as a uh, mature young man that he is, point out to me, where's mom going to sit? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's And him. I said, yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh. Well, he could have sat in her lap. That's true. Not it didn't safe. have much of a roof. No. It just had this, like, you know, fabric thing that could have uh, went over your head. I think you could have been oh, a roadster God. owner, and we could say, and you used to own a roadster, but we can't because you did the right thing. But the real <laughs> answer is she would have sat in the driver's seat. Yeah. Yeah, no, I know she would have loved it. Mm. Anyway, so this Model S, mm-hmm. just within a week of the Porsche. Porsche. Porsche going and lapping the Nürburgring. Uh, I like to call it the German racetrack. The ring. Nürburgring. They're calling it the ring. Nürburgring. Anyway, this very famous racetrack. Mm-hmm. You can actually watch the Porsche lapping it. I put the YouTube link there. Mm-hmm. I watched all seven minutes and 34 seconds or mm-hmm. whatever. I broke out in sweats. Yeah. I mean, it was, wow, that's crazy. And the dude who you know, these guys who do the driving, it's mostly guys, mm-hmm. they've like been driving on this track for 15 years. They like know every, literally every inch of it. Cause they're like going over the bumpy things that are far off the road in the middle. And they're coming so close to the wall on the side. I'm like, Oh, these are like professional race car drivers. Also, these are not, oh, I just... guess that's what you could call them. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's right. They're like F1, F3, GT3, GT drive. I mean, these are the, the guys that really know what they're doing. You know what so, I want to see? Yeah is now the Tesla's video and the Porsche mm. video overlaid on each other so you can see how oh, the Tesla starts to get sweet. further and yeah. further ahead. Yeah. Well, you know, the thing that bugged me the most about this Road and Track article, it just reeked of anti-Tesla bias. Because if you read like the Road and Track article about the Tesla, and then you go and you read later down, I put in a Road and Track article about the Porsche Taycan. Mm-hmm. They like the Porsche Taycan. When they write about the Taycan, he writes like, oh, it's only a matter of time before we get behind the wheel of the Taycan for ourselves. We can't wait. But when they talk about the Tesla, they're like, the windows were all blacked out. So you couldn't see that they had stripped everything out of the car to make it so that it could possibly beat the Porsche and that they gave tie they put tires that you can't even buy. I was like, the Porsche, the, the Porsche guy said this was a pre-production car. Right. The, was, pro, the Porsche was also, yeah. but like, was it stripped? Because that was a little weird that Tesla took all the seats out. And it's fine. Again, fast is fast. Like, yeah. the car's fast. Yeah. Fast around a racetrack. Yeah. Fast on the freeway. I'll be honest with you. The car's plenty fast. All the cars, all the Teslas, the way they are right now, they're plenty fast. But you know, I heard a even better review, mm-hmm. um, and it was about the, uh, whatever the last auto show was. Very interesting guy. He basically said, and he's talking about the Tesla, and he's talking about the Porsche, and he's like, and guess what? Let me make something very clear here. You know it's okay to like both of these, right? You can do that. You can like the Porsche right. for what it offers, oh. and you can like the Tesla right. for what it offers. And I will add this. Um, one of the saddest parts of my life is the fact that I always thought you had to be a Beatles lover mm. or a Stones lover right. when you could actually like them both. I, yes. What? So we could like the Porsche because it's going to be a little different than the Tesla. Right. And we can like the Tesla. And supposedly the official lap timing for this Nuremberg ring of the Tesla is happening today or happened today. And right. there is, I don't know if you guys knew this, there is a website that has uh, – all the webcams for the Nuremberg ring. So there's webcams all over that thing. You could watch all of this go down for yourself if you just search, uh, you know, Nuremberg ring webcams. Yeah, I think, there. I think your advice, Mel, should be 
I'm think, you know, the one guy from Road and Track who doesn't listen to our podcast what? should know that, yes, we can love both. In fact, it's wonderful, wonderful, wonderful that yeah. Porsche is putting out an all-electric car because mm-hmm. I know people, mostly guys, they are just like yeah. dyed-in-the-wool Porsche yes. mm-hmm. aficionados, fans. They love the car. They, yeah. One guy who has his car from like 1979 and he still has it. It doesn't run, but he loves it. And, he, you know, it's like, I'm going to redo that one day. And, you know, so great. Now you can drive an electric Porsche. Right. And they're going to make 30,000 of these bad boys a year. They're all sold. There you go. Right. Done. So that's 30,000 people doing daily drives all right. over this planet in an electric Porsche. Who wouldn't want that to happen? And within six months, they're going to say, hey, Portia, I need a new car for my wife. Yeah. Do you have a sedan that's mm-hmm. electric? Ah, oh, just like putting the wedge into the into the wood you're starting to split and keep mm-hmm. it going. Wonderful. So pictures, links, wonderful. And uh, just I think today or yesterday, um, Elon in a tweet said when they get the Roadster on that track, Uh, They believe that they are going to beat the fastest time by any car that has ever been on that trek, which is six minutes, 44 seconds. Uh, They say they he thinks that they can blow that record away. Maybe that's with the cold fusion uh, thrusters. Right. (laughs) That's and again, all of this is silly. None of us are going to drive like that unless we're professional race car drivers. But Mm -hmm. it is this halo effect thing. If you have the fastest car to ever go around there is actually an EV from uh, Tesla. That's great. They put a supercharger at Nuremberg, too. They yeah. did today. Mm-hmm. Opened it today. To charge, to charge the, the supercharger to charge the cars. Yeah, it's exciting. Super. Well. Now what? Can the Porsche EV be updated over the air? It better be able to, right? Does it continue to improve long after you take delivery? I mean, I Should. don't know. Do you know? I don't know, but I do know mm-hmm. that the Tesla can. Happened to mine yesterday. What? What? Uh, software update yesterday. Have you ever sat? In a Tesla while it was software updating? Tell no. me. Tell I me. have. Why? <laughs> I, I don't know. Why? Because I, I this is why. Were you temporarily I, homeless? I set it uh, to update <laughs> and then I went to eat yeah. and I eat fast. I came back and it was still in the middle of it. So I was sitting in the car doing some other things, reading some stuff and oh my God, it makes so much noise. So many clanks. At one point it was just like... <laughs> coming from the back and then i heard a douche and i thought something landed on the car no idea what's going on hmm. robert seems to think that there were little uh, people gremlins, gremlins of yeah. some sort that hmm. crawled into the car and i reminded him it's a software update and not a yeah, hardware no, they were just update. beamed down yeah. like from the starship mm-hmm. yeah so i have the... now a 2019 32.2.2 oh in my uh, Model 3, Mel, uh, early adopter guy, what do you got running? Uh, one moment, please. Refreshing the app. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, one moment, please. Come on, app refresh. I only have 2019.20.4.3. So the 20th week update, which mm. is BS because the older Tesla that I have mm-hmm. has the 24 week Hmm. update so it's 2019.24.4 and today i got the notice would you like to update it so i thought okay mm-hmm. hopefully nobody's driving it i'll yeah. hit the update button i was pretty certain nobody was driving it and it went to 2019.32.2.2 and i got po'd i was like why am i at least two software updates behind when i'm an early adopter who paid for full self-driving 
in 2017. But you're not behind anymore. Yeah, 3222 well, that's is in the a... old Tesla that doesn't have mm, any oh, autopilot. Not in the new Tesla. Not in the new Tesla. Bastards. I've got 2019.32.2.1. Oh, you're oh, behind us. Man. Oh, that's sad for you. I'm a point one behind. And you're an early adopter. But here's the deal. Here are the, the release notes for oh, the yeah. update, which are, I would call it pointless. Sparse. Unless there are some hidden things. So there was... Uh, the first one says software update. The status bar will now indicate when there is a software update available to be downloaded. Tapping the icon will take you directly to software for additional details regarding update. Uh, so basically what happens is where the software update thing would be, there's a green arrow and a line under it that's like push that and it downloads the software. Okay. That's that's the first part of it. The second part is what they call wheel configuration. Very exciting stuff. If you have purchased new wheels or are swapping them for changing weather conditions, you can now update your car's wheel configuration. After you have completed changing wheels, tap controls, service, wheel configuration, and select the appropriate configuration settings. Changing your right. wheel configuration will impact your car's estimation of range, tire pressure warning levels, and... The car visualization, which means if you have some turbine wheels or something that you're putting on the car, right. the car will show those new updated wheels. Uh, who cares? Um, and well, then, you don't live in a snowy climate, so. I, okay, you're right. And then the last one was new language support. This one, this one's for Mel. Pig Latin. He loves a good new language. Yeah. You can now select Norwegian as Wonderful. your language. <laughs> nice. Norwegian racism. Always lovely. That's not racism. It's from uh, the Muppets. To update your <laughs> language setting, which was racist. Uh, controls, display, select the desired option from the language drop-down menu. And that's it. Yeah. That's it. Supposedly that's all. in V10, this... I, I don't know if this is actually V10 or mm, not. I don't know. Mm, so sneakity. Yeah. The V10 is supposed to have significant upgrades in recognizing traffic lights... And maybe stoplights mm -hmm. and lane changing. I'll take all that. 49 minutes. I, uh, I'm i looking forward to it getting even better. I've noticed that autopilot is getting better, getting better. All the time? All the time. Mm -hmm. It's getting better all the time. Better, better, better. The V10 is also supposed to have Joe mode. And Joe? all I want to know is who the hell is Joe? I don't know. It's interesting because it's it's for le for people with kids. Yes. Right. So it lowers the volume of all the alerts. So let's say you're driving in the middle of the night with your kids and you're veering out of the traffic lane <laughs> instead of the car going beep 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 beep, it goes beep 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 beep. beep. So that so you can complete the crash into the medium. So does it stand no. for Joe Mama? I have no <laughs> idea. Like, what is the situation with this? You have any yeah. uh, any thoughts about what it could be? Who is Joe? I don't know. Maybe the Elon Daily has something. No, I got nothing. Um, nothing? I think it's a super name. And every time I read this, I'm like, what was Joe mode again? Because it's not very explanatory. <laughs> I was thinking that's when you say, oh, God, I need a coffee. And then it just directs you to the nearest coffee. Cup of Joe? Yeah, exactly. Joe. So I don't understand why it's called Joe mode. But it's supposed to, like you say, decrease the volume of alerts mm -hmm. and prompts by 50%. Okay. I mean... That's nice. It's like a family thing. It's like Tesla is encroaching on the Volvo territory, where Volvo was the car you wanted in your aspirations mm -hmm. for your family because it was so safe. Well, 
I think Volvo is is on the back burner when it comes to safety comparing to a Tesla. They are talking, though, about this theater mode. Like, people are going to want to go into their car to watch movies, and now you can watch Netflix. It'll download your shows. Mm. It'll also download from YouTube. So I guess YouTube Red will be the next thing that uh, all of us are going to start subscribing YouTube to. YouTube TV? Is that what it's called? I thought it was Red. I have YouTube TV. I love it. Too. I yeah. love YouTube love TV it. as well. Delicious, delectable, the lovely, it's, and delightful. It means it, I've got TV with me everywhere. Always and forever. And so if you're in an X and you really want to go the full-blown way to go, mm-hmm. there's going to be a link. We're not really going to talk about it, but there's a dude in China who's making these like reclining, massaging seats to yeah. go in the middle row of the X. The video is crazy. The I comments, don't know how much that costs. The comments are uh, below this are amazing because people are like, there's more buttons on this chair than in the entire Tesla right. otherwise. And there really literally is. It's a pretty good looking chair, but I don't know. It's too much for me. I don't know. That's just my that's my take on it. Yeah. Too, it's too much. Too much chair. It's lovely, but it's it's too much. Yeah. Well, too much if chair. you're in succession, I don't know if you watch that show on HBO. No. If, if you're like one of those people, then you definitely would have this. Mm. I don't. And I won't. Uh, let's see. So workday injuries at Tesla. If you're feeling sick, you get hurt. <laughs> hurt, your, hurt your fellow. I'm oh, watching Hamel. Here's He's a question. Let's, before we move on, though, now that they've enabled this Netflix and, oh. and all the other stuff, yeah. are you gentlemen with your uh, vertical screens a little bit upset about that? Mm. I got the horizontal screen in the Model 3. I think it's much better to the theater mode. I didn't even think about that. I'll tell you. That's why I'm here, Mel, because I think think of the thinky things. And I think of the stinky things. (laughs) Yeah, you're right. The Model 3 is going to be much better for theater mode, even though it's a smaller Mm. screen. Yeah, you're going to... Tom! Because we're only going to be able to watch it on half the screen. So really, we're going to have sort of like a... Maybe an eight or nine inch screen versus your 15 inch screen. It's like watching it on your iPad and not... Putting it in landscape mode. Why would you do that? Because you're an animal? Because you paid an extra (laughs) $40,000 and you have a vertical screen. So So do you think that the update, if there is ever an update, they go horizontal screen? Will the Plaid Model S have a horizontal screen? A lot of people are concerned about that because the inside of the 3 is very minimalistic and a lot Mm -hmm. of people do like the binnacle display and the vertical display. Right. But I think you'll change minds when it comes to the fact that you'll be watching maybe three to five minutes of Netflix a year on your <laughs> screen. So you'll want to change right. everything. Right. Elon's like, look, we've made supercharging 5,700,000 times faster than ever before, and uh, we've enabled theater mode. Yeah. You're welcome. I don't know. This is, again, these are ways that we can show off our car uh-huh. to people who say, whoa, this is so cool. It's like memojis and stuff when they come out yeah. on your yeah. phone and you're like, this is great. I did two of them and then I never did yeah. them again. But the yeah. question also for me would be very fascinating is let's say you're driving your car someplace where there's not there's limited cellular connectivity. With Netflix on your iPad, you can download stuff to watch offline. Would you be able to do that in your Model 3? Then yeah. you take your Model 3 out to to the camping right. out to the middle of nowhere, you could sit in there and maybe watch a movie at night if the wind's uh, 50 miles an hour. Or something yeah, there was a up. Twitter exchange uh, about just that, putting it on a stick, being mm-hmm. able to watch it on your car. And I believe Tess, um, Elon was working out a way to get that done. Good for him. Yeah. Love him. Love um, me some Elon. My computer just froze, but I was... What's uh, next, yo? It was this article about lost workday injuries... From Clean Technica. The only reason that I'm interested in this article is because it had 
videos in it Mm -hmm. that showed the factory, that you could watch them playing and make playing. Uh, for me, it's playing, uh-huh. making Model 3s. I know. And it was kind of cool. But they talked that there's 28% decrease in the in the amount of work, lost workday injuries at the Fremont factory. Mm-hmm. They're using all kinds of other um, IT, like virtual reality uh, goggles to mm-hmm. help them to do the work, as well as sensor suits. And, you know, so I think that basically Tesla is responding to the the pushback that occurred over the last 18 months mm-hmm. about injuries and things happening, and they're yeah. doing the right thing. Yeah, they were moving, moving fast, and now they're trying to care a little bit more about their workers, which is amazing. And in this article, you can see a bunch of videos, and one of the videos, Melvis, this will be interesting to you, is inside the seat factory. There's a different factory where they make only the seats, and they're one of only four manufacturers of seats they're the only major car company that makes their own seats did you know that you did because yeah. you know why because you do this show why would i be interested in that? i don't know why <laughs> because you like you like to sit i like to sit yeah. you like uh you like seats like wasn't seats. wasn't You're mel ass? i don't know i have no idea why i wasn't singled you out i thought mel was a buttock model at one time <laughs> for a seat manufacturer right. is that yeah. true absolutely yeah absolutely true it's uh <laughs> It's a little known fact that my buttocks are so smooth and round that they're used to calibrate scientific instruments. Wow, that yeah. is that is pretty impressive, actually. I hear I hear uh, the Starlinkers are coming after you. <laughs> You've got to be precise when you put up those satellites because uh-huh. you know. So if you need a perfectly symmetrical uh, mm-hmm. half moon, mm-hmm. my buttocks. <laughs> really, really good stuff here. So now the next article oh, that Robert God. put in here is about. A shift to electric vehicles, which we love, right? We know, we love, we're big fans of them, has caused a strike against GM, and that's General Motors. And they make, mm, I don't know, some electric cars, maybe. Like a ton of cars. They do make a ton of cars, but they they don't make very many electric cars. They do make that Bolt. Yes. And they do make that Volt. I thought they stopped the Volt. That's true. They made the Volt. Yeah, the Volt was a great car. A lot mm. of people love it. But this is from Wired Magazine, mm-hmm. and they're talking about the UAW, uh-huh. United Auto Workers, yeah. who singled out General Motors and just, what was it, uh, Sunday at midnight. So mm-hmm. just as we were turning to Monday uh-huh. three days ago yeah. or two days ago, it depends on when you get this show, they went on strike. Uh, 33 General Motors sites around the U.S. went on strike 46,000 workers. Yowza. And the author of the article said, hmm, 46,000. That seems small. Looked back in 2007 at the last UAW strike at General Motors, there Uh were 73,000 workers. So is that 46,000 workers at 33 plants? Yes. Because that's not a lot of workers per plant. I know. And back in 1991, Mm -hmm. I think there was another strike. Yeah. 259,000 GM Mm -hmm. employees struck. So this is a huge number decline in the number of people building General Motors cars. Mm -hmm. And in this article, they say, well, if you think this is a significant decrease, Uh wait until General Motors is making all electric cars. They have much fewer parts. They're much simpler to assemble. Mm -hmm. And in fact, they don't even need much service. So across the manufacturing service dealership spectrum, a lot of people are going to lose their jobs. And we know this now. We see this coming. Will we as a society, and I don't mean American society, but any society who's 
uh, workers are making vehicles and mm-hmm. are switching to EVs. Are right. they going to figure out a way to help these people transition to new, better, different jobs? Because okay. people love to work. People need to work. And we have responsibility. So GM, in this article, they talk about the last three years, they've made $35 billion in profits, basically on the on the work of all of these workers, right? They've invested the money. On, yeah, I won't absolutely. say the backs, but on the yeah. work of all okay. of these workers. Yeah. And so do they bear a responsibility to make sure as they move forward that they're doing something to help these workers find new ways to participate in the economy? Yeah. And they need to. This has happened with the coal workers, right? And we didn't do anything about that. So let's do it right this time. Let's understand where we're going right. and treat people with respect. And this isn't just, like you said, an, uh, an American issue. In, uh, in Germany, a study by the Fraunhofer Institute, mm-hmm. an industrial engineering organization, found yeah. that by 2030, they expect with a shift to electron- electric propulsion, 25,000 new jobs will be created in Germany, uh-huh. but there will be a loss of 100,000 other jobs. Right. We're talking about thousands less parts per motor, right. all, like you said, service, all those other things. Like we just, it's inevitable. It needs to happen because, again, if you don't do it, your climate changes and these people don't not only have no jobs, right. they have no lives because they've been killed by climate issues. Yeah. The head of Hyundai's union, mm-hmm. Ha Buyong. Mm-hmm. said uh, electric cars are disasters. They are evil. They We are very nervous. Which is which I think is interesting because you've got to imagine internally inside these companies, there's a lot of push-pull between their workers and the management. The management's like, oh, we need to get to EV. So management of a car company has to deal with the fact that they feel like the customers don't want the cars and now their employees don't want them to switch to the EV cars. That's a lot of pressure to fight through for any organization. Yeah. Uh, they, and they have to do it. But they ha- and, and that's another reason that they have to do it the right way. You know what Voltaire said about work? No. Work keeps at bay three great evils. Mm-hmm. Boredom, vice, and need. Nice. Yeah. But Pretty impressive. Throw that in to Good kind job. of little, bring the little class to the show. Very classy Voltaire yeah. reference. Gentlemen, I'm uh, I'm going to leave you. You're you look, going? You look green. Is I it the glass or is it you? Feeling quite under the weather. Yeah. And you're doing such a great job. Are we? Yeah, you are. We are. And I just want to say, uh, keep up the good work. Thanks, buddy. Take home the rye whiskey. Feel better. Please don't drink it during the rest of the show. No more drinking. <laughs> no more drinking. That's and good. I'm, That's good advice. And I'm going to see you. We didn't say at the front of the show that uh-huh. I was so unwell the last few days, I'd become apparently delirious because uh-huh. I thought this was next week. So the boys are over here and they're waiting, waiting, waiting for me. And then finally they're uh-huh. like, are you coming? Mm-hmm. I'm like, a week from now. <laughs> <laughs> I'm but it sorry. was today, and we're here. I'm sorry. You made it for part of the show. I'm sure the people are happy. I know they're going to be loving the tomorrow Elon Daily and the day after that Elon Daily and the day after that Elon Daily. And it's ad nauseum. It never and we'll, ends. we'll all send you yeah. healing thoughts. Uh-huh. Please do that. Thank you. And hey, could you at least try and be funny while what? I'm gone? No. <laughs> no, we refuse. Actually, we'll only be funny when we make fun of you. As soon as they're gone. gone. Yeah. Can All right, you kids. Thank it? you. And I'm going to start reading this book. 
talking to strangers feel better you are going to start listening to that book and we all we all know that talk to your kids so. love you mean it hey tom just as an aside we're going to leave this in uh-huh. can you uh turn off the recording when it's done yeah and uh and uh is turn there... off the uh, backup oh yeah i can do all that lights camera uh air conditioning i got it all could you clean up any poopy or anything that happens no I can do the rest of that you stuff. You get the though. disinfectant wipe. We can no, just wipe the place any. down because no, it's. No, I'm not doing any of that. No, like no. someone else can take care of this. Do not viral. come into this tiny audio space. It's never going to happen. I'm never going in that room again. It's ridiculous. All right, let's. The move sluices on. are going to start opening. Can you stop Sluice. with the sluices? It's so disgusting. It's just like mining. It's like we're back to mining and mining gold. You use a yeah. sluice for that. No, I, I know. Yeah. I get the reference. Yeah. It's all the brown water that goes through the True, sluice. True, but you get out these nice little golden flakes. Yeah, that. That are worth like a lot of money. Those aren't the sluices he's talking about. There's no oh. nice golden flakes that we're oh, talking about. Oh, is that what he was saying? <laughs> yeah, it's different. Oh. It's not. It's I not was pretty. just looking at the golden labels on these whiskey yeah, bottles sure and thinking were. about. Well, there's a lot of gold in the Sierras. Yeah, that's know. true. There was a rush of gold. That's right. As opposed to a rush of sluice or a rush of Canadian rock bands. Rush. Nice. Yeah, thank you very much. And so we're going to talk a little bit about insurance. I ensure you that this next article is going to be spectacular. It's funny because mm-hmm. when I read it, I thought, why would a reputable Swedish insurance firm not recommend used Teslas on their most safe car list for this year? It makes no sense. It seems it like there no might sense. be anti-Tesla bias, Robert. Exactly. That's is what it? I thought. Is that I what thought, it is? These mother oh, are just jacking Tesla. They've got some ulterior motive. They yeah. have a massive investment from, I don't know, Enron? Big gas. Yeah. Full of gas. Big combustion. There is no more Enron. I'm just <laughs> joking. I'm waiting for Tom to pick up on yeah, that. Yeah, no, but I got you. It's... A, a, Folksum. Uh-huh. Folksum. Uh-huh. Would you buy your insurance from Folksum? I mean, I like a folks. I like folks. Yeah. yeah well, okay. I like, bought some insurance from Tesla today. Okay. You want to talk about that now no. and just ditch the article? No. Let's no, talk okay. about the article. So Folksum uh-huh. releases this annual study. Uh-huh. To this year, the used car list topper was uh-huh. Toyota RAV4. You've had one of those. As a safe car? As the safest used car in Sweden. Now, I have a safe... I had a RAV4 EV. I don't know if that's what they're talking about. No. It got smashed and demolished, and I survived. It seemed okay. pretty safe. Okay. Well, that that's situation. good. I just wonder, because, you know, it's a little higher up. Mm-hmm. might have more of a tendency to roll over. Right. It doesn't have the, you know, the, the ice version. Right. It doesn't have the benefit of batteries under your floor. No. So I was just kind of, hmm. But then reading into this, and mm-hmm. this is an article we picked from Teslarati. Teslarati. Thank you, Gene, and Thank the you. team. Yeah. So it turns out that they actually use statistics. What? Math. That's ridiculous. They use math to figure out which are the most safe vehicles. And if the vehicles don't crash enough, they mm-hmm. can't use the data. So what you're saying is that because Teslas don't crash, there's no good data as to how safe they are. That's right. That's they said amazing. that in this last year, they only recorded seven Tesla vehicle accidents, which was too few to allow them to even put the cars on their list. So they're safe, but we don't know how safe, but we think they're pretty super safe. Yeah. And it turns out that Anders Kulgren. I like it. Good he's work. the head of research. He acknowledged that they recommend Tesla as one of their 
favorite new cars. Okay. But they couldn't make any recommendation about the Tesla used. And Tesla's data mm -hmm. that you wrote down here so lovingly was one accident per 3.2 million miles driven in autopilot. That's right. I've never had an accident in autopilot. Me so neither. Oh, actually, I did. Hmm. I was an there autopilot, you go. Okay. but it so wasn't you're my fault. It was you're some the, other dude who you're the one. me. And then one right. accident per 2.1 million miles without autopilot, but with active safety features engaged. So and that's then, your lane changing. And, and, and like the do -do 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 -do, when yeah, you're coming yeah. upon somebody a little too quick and right. the car thinks you're going to crash. Lo I love that, by the me way. Me too. That is so Very useful. Very helpful when you're not paying attention. I've heard from three <laughs> people, one person who just got a Tesla in the last month, he's like, mm -hmm. I almost hit somebody. I didn't realize I wasn't paying attention, and yeah. that saved him. Saved him, yeah. yeah. And then uh, one accident per 1.4 million miles without autopilot or auto safety features enabled. So that's if the, the car is just a car at that point. Right. One accident and per 1.4 million. And compared to NHTSA, mm -hmm. the National Highway Transportation and Safety administration yeah. here in the United States, mm -hmm. the average for all cars is one accident mm -hmm. per half a million miles. Yeah. So, so yeah. it's interesting how Tesla is, even with none of their features on, they're like three, three times. times better. Yeah. That's weird. I Well, I think that, you know, if you, if you pony up the money to buy a Tesla mm -hmm. and you're like me, former Prius driver, mm -hmm. you're going to like Basically, wrap your car in bubble wrap and be very, very careful I've driven when you're driving. You. It doesn't feel like we're wrapped in bubble wrap in the, when I'm in the passenger seat of your vehicle. Hmm. When was that? <laughs> Is that when we were first test driving Mel's X? First test driving. Yeah, that's because yeah. the mic was on and I was yeah. trying to get you guys to scream. You did. You yeah. made that I happen. did get you to scream. You did, yeah. Well, the Model 3, your car, mm -hmm. perfect five-star rating from NHTSA, mm -hmm. and now the Euro NCAP gave it all Top scores in all of its four test categories. Wonderful. That is amazing. I mean, I feel very, very safe in the car. Like I said, with the safety features enabled, I have not rear-ended anyone. Mm -hmm. There, I've gotten many, many warnings. I've, there's been many times, sadly, that I wasn't paying as much attention as I should have. And the car said, uh, I got you back. Yeah, it's absolutely. Been, been great. And there's been a few times when I was driving, and with the more recent autopilot updates, yeah. the engage uh, actions with the stick to engage autopilot, mm -hmm. it will engage the cruise control, yeah. but it will not as adeptly engage lane keep, the full autopilot. So there have been like at least five episodes mm -hmm. in the last month or so that I thought I put myself in autopilot. I didn't look on the binnacle screen on my S mm -hmm. to to make sure both of the symbols on either side of the speed were blue mm -hmm. instead of gray. And I was not in lane keep. So I'm tooling along at 65 miles an hour. Hands and, off the wheel. Well, yeah, mm -hmm. you know, not not thinking that the car is driving. Right. And all of a sudden I get the do 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 as the car is approaching the lane and the steering wheel is is uh mm. I kind of like shaken and I'm like, oh, whoa, and I put it back into autopilot. Mm -hmm. But that that must be very good for yeah. people who don't trust autopilot, yeah. but still have the active safety features engaged. Yeah. Very, very cool. So, you know, what sets apart my Model S when I first bought the Model S, what set it apart from all the other cool sedans? It cost twice as much. No, it didn't cost twice as much. Three as times like as a, much. Of a, like a, what is that, a Maserati? It was electric? Top-end Audi. No, just looking at it from outside. I mean, like people who don't uh -huh. notice things like 
exhaust pipes uh, were the handles. What? I would walk up to my car. Uh-huh. I would actually hang back mm-hmm. and let people walk up to the car and they start putting their hand out towards the door handle and they get this puzzled look on their face. And then I'd hit the key fob or mm-hmm. I'd walk up close and the boom, oh, handles would pop out. And people were like, oh my God, that's it's amazing. And then with the Model X, mm-hmm. it's the Falcon wing doors. Right. When they work. When they work, they're when pretty they work, cool. They're very yeah. cool. So those are kind of like, mo- um, I don't know, I want to call them monocle, but it's not monocle. It's like they're, they're a, uh, a distinctive feature of the car. Very distinctive, That yeah. really sets that Tesla apart. Mm-hmm. What's going to set apart the Roadster? Uh, 785,000 miles per hour with <laughs> uh, 800 miles of range. Is that not enough for you? Oh, is it the $250,000 price tag? You know, none of that sets it apart from a Lamborghini. Okay, right? you're Lamborghini right. does crazy speed. So does, you know, all these other Ferraris uh-huh. and, and you name it. Yeah. So there's all these kind of supercars out there. So you've just mentioned some amazing features and you're about to talk about window wipers. <laughs> yes. It's just a horrible Electromagnetic to... windshield okay. wiper all system. Right. Go ahead. So Tesla, this is in Teslarati as mm-hmm. well, Are put? they put out a patent mm-hmm. for an electromagnetic windshield wiper for the new roadster. I wish I had a sound effects board and there are crickets playing in the background right now. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, uh-huh. check out check out the link. Uh-huh. We can't really give it justice and describe it no. here, nor do I know if this will ever see the light of day. But if they right. pull this off, it's yeah. like one big windshield wiper that just goes side to side, directly across. It doesn't angle. It's mm-hmm. just like somebody pulls one of those uh, mm-hmm. squeegees at the car wash or at the gas yeah. station across cross your windshield mm-hmm. and there's it's funny because they wrote all kinds of things like traditional wiper systems are usually prone to rust and wear nope i've never had a wiper system yeah, rush i've had either. it wear but not rust they could bog down a wiper assembly and make it inefficient mm-hmm. in cleaning a windshield oh bog down well just replace your freaking windshield wiper it's blade it's a good yeah. idea right there words to live by my friend yeah words i mean it's like they are definitely pushing the envelope but it's just like this could be an issue in regions which experience a lot of rain or snow. Uh-huh. Yeah. Uh, yeah. They also say that uh, when it's away, it's away and you don't see it at all, which they think would increase range, especially at the super high speeds. So imagine your Model S Plaid version with the electromagnetic uh, washer, wiper yes. uh, add-on, which I don't know, maybe it's eighteen, nineteen thousand $19,000. Who knows what an electromagnetic wiper add-on will be. Uh, you know, you get an extra two or three miles of range out of that. So, I mean, it's got to be worth it. Yeah. And I mean, like when I'm going 110 miles an hour mm-hmm. and it's raining really hard, yeah. that's pretty stupid to begin with. <laughs> yeah, that's but second, very dumb. there's not much rain on my windshield. Right. It's just Yeah, it's just gone. gone. And if, if uh, Range Boy was here, he'd be pretty excited about saving a little range. You know him. He likes to save all the range he can. And Robert... So that's interesting stuff. So that's the Tesla news in the patent. And and by interesting stuff, I mean not really that interesting at all whatsoever. But what the hell? We talked about it for 10 minutes. And the next thing we're going to talk about is finally, after two years, yeah. Bollinger is ready to say they finally finished designing their first car and it's done. The designs are finished. We're going to start building it. Pencils down? Pencils down, pencils up. I don't know how it works. Whatever you draw with. Well, they had to raise a bunch of money. They had to hire a bunch of people who Mm -hmm. actually know about cars. That'd be helpful. Yeah, because the guy who uh, started Bollinger wanted an electric car Mm -hmm. truck that he could use as a utility vehicle on his ranch Mm -hmm. because 
Well, what does he grow? He, he, he grows wore... like eyeliner and makeup. <laughs> <laughs> no, that that was his business was oh. like hair care and skin oh, products and okay. stuff like that. I thought he and grew then he that. decided okay. because those are the guys you want building your high end sport utility vehicles. Right, makeup guys. Guys who know. Absolutely nothing about automotives. But this car, like you said, Robert, you'd rather have this car than the Rivian. Yeah, yeah. And a lot of people would agree with you. It looks yeah. a little G-Wagon-y in, in certain respects. It's very square, mm -hmm. but it looks really cool. It's it aluminum. Does. Yeah. It just looks like it's built to be a truck. It's going to make it's a not, statement. It's not... You know, some soft, some like creature comfort filled vehicle. Mm -hmm. It's like hard corners. Yeah. It's meant to haul stuff. Yeah. It's got this pass through that goes from the very front bumper to the back. You could carry like two by 16 or two by fours by 16. Yeah. I mean, like it, it's huge. Super it's fun. awesome. I love carrying 16 foot two by fours. It's like one of my favorite things to do. Well, if you were a contractor or you're building your something out in the wilderness, then this might be good for you. For sure. To 120 kilowatt hour battery pack. And you would say to yourself, that's a lot of battery pack. You yeah. must get a ton of range. Can you imagine a 120 kilowatt battery power in an pack? aluminum vehicle in a, in a in a Model S, you're getting 400 miles, maybe right. almost out of that. But in this car, 200 miles of range, which you know yeah. that's fine. Maybe they'll uh, read some Tesla patents and get some better range top as, speed as it moves forward. Top speed, mm -hmm. 100 miles an hour. That's pretty good. Mm. Okay, yeah. it's I not. don't know. I don't race around in trucks very much, but it just no. seems a little a little uh, anemic in some respects. Mm -hmm. But if I needed a car to like empty out a garage or to buy a bunch of stuff at Home Depot mm -hmm. or to move some furniture or like, you know, a, I don't know, a refrigerator. Uh -huh. This would be it. I wouldn't get a Rivian. No, not to move a refrigerator. No. God, no. You got to have a Bollinger for refrigerator moving. So it's cool. And how much does it cost? We don't know. We don't know. And neither do they. Well, they might. But well, they, they will know. know because this month on the 26th of September, Very they are going to debut it. The car, both the B1, which uh -huh. is sort of like the shorter uh, bed pickup, and the B2, which is the long bed pickup. They're going to show both of them in their final form. And did you get that invitation? No. Oh. Did you? We have like a pretty popular electric yeah. vehicle podcast. Some people listen to us. I mean, Would you, you go? I mean, we didn't say very nice things about this car. Do you really believe that we should get invited? Well, I mean, like they could you know, try to persuade us and mm -hmm. show us what is cool about That's it. That's I mean, true. Rivian brought us over. Or That's... actually, Sean got us in <laughs> because Rivian didn't really yeah, call us over. Care and we talked a lot and said a lot of cool things about it. So, hey, out there, if you're making an electric car, you might give us a call. Yeah, I mean, we'd be available. happy to come check out the Bollinger. And yeah. uh, it looks, again, like it looks beautiful. It looks like, like it. it's very utilitarian. Hopefully it will come in at the right price. And again, it's another electric vehicle for another segment of the market that, if people buy 40, 50,000 of these, that's 40 or 50,000 more internal combustion cars out of the way on the highway. <sighs> I will take it. Let's talk about giga battery factory solar plants all over the planet, Terriums. There's a uh, Tesla assembly plant. Where? In the Netherlands. Is it in Tilburg? Tilburg. And what do they do there? They put together the, the chassis mm -hmm. and the... 
battery. Is this to avoid the tariffs? Yes. Mm. So they ship all this stuff. I guess they build the cars, then they disassemble them, mm. then they ship them, then they reassemble them. Super fun. Super silly. Yeah. But that's how you save a bunch of money. Anyway, I caught this image of the Tilburg factory. Mm-hmm. Somebody... Uh, on the Twitter. On the Twitter wrote Tesla solar panels on Gigafactory, but mm-hmm. it wasn't a Gigafactory. No. Turns out it's the Tilburg Assembly Factory, and uh, it is covered in solar panels, which got me so excited and thinking, wasn't Gigafactory 1 supposed to be covered in solar panels? Yes. Is it? I don't know. No, they only got a few up. It's yeah. not very many. And they're having some problems with the solar yeah, man. over there at the Tesla. What the heck? And they're having some problems with the, we talked about that in the last few weeks, about the rooftop solar things, you know, catching on the fire. Yeah. So, you know, maybe good that they didn't install one on their own roof. I don't know. Well, the Gigafactory original uh, plans here that I took a picture of mm-hmm. show uh, just regular solar panels covering that massive factory roof, yeah. as well as an entire field of wind turbines Mm -hmm. and i wonder what is hey tesla is that uh, microphone on tesla are you there hello there are actually tesla people doing their social media who i met very nice woman i can't remember her name but Mm -hmm. would you guys let me know what's the deal where are we at with tesla going Mm. like zero emission like at the gigas at the gigas at the superchargers. At the Fremont. You know, one of the superchargers I'll talk about has a um, a solar canopy. That's one of the newest ones I've ever seen. But, mm-hmm. yeah, what is going on? Pretty impressive. And the Shanghai also currently doesn't have any solar panels on it. But maybe it's no. being fed by solar panels. Who knows what will happen when it's finally yeah. up and running. I'm hoping they'll cover it in solar panels. Yeah. Now they've got another building that they're putting up. What? Right next to Gigafactory 3. In Shanghai. In Shanghai. And, and, and they don't know what this building is for at the moment, or they do? It sounds like this building, which is about a third again as large as the Shanghai Gigafactory that's been put up so far, uh-huh. is going to be for battery and um, uh, the motors. Okay. The powertrain. The powertrain. Exactly. Nice. And uh, it's a big space that they're clearing. They've got the pile drivers going. And evidently, uh, this might have been triggered by like some sort of a pass that Tesla got for like completing the rest of the Gigafactory that already stands mm-hmm. with filled with uh, robots and such. And once they get this second building together, they will then be able to complete the construction of Model 3s. Nice. And they're building this second building 24-7. So that's going to be exciting. We're going to get to watch that over the next few weeks. Just take form and boom, be right there. On track, on track to deliver Model 3s before the end of the year in a factory that didn't exist at the beginning of the year. And this was a te- another Tesla Rati article that mm-hmm. had a video link to uh, for a guy in China who ro- drove a drone for like 15 minutes over this whole area. Yeah. And, or maybe it was six minutes, but I took a few screenshots, including are these like barracks that they put up. They almost look prefab for all the workers. And that's kind of interesting, like uh, live and work right there. I guess that, that helps them. horrible. Helps to make, I would hate depends to on what the food is like. No, it doesn't, Robert. No. You need to have some time off. Do you want to live in the hospital? Like on the top floor? Like when I was an intern? Sure. Yeah. Do you want to do that for the next 20 years of your career? Um, Fix a person, go upstairs, make a sandwich. 
Go so back to terrible. work. Sleep. Back terrible. To work. Super charger. And it's really sad that Mel didn't make it to this because I think uh-huh. if he was here, he'd be very excited. It looks like 700,000 new superchargers have been opened. Drum roll, please. Is that uh-huh. not true? We we have seven new superchargers. In in the U.S.? Seven new superchargers. In the, in the globe. Global. Is the Nuremberg count? In universe. Does that Nuremberg supercharger count? Nuremberg ring. Yeah. The Nuremberg ring is included. In fact, I dropped that in just this afternoon as I was sitting outside having my lunch. Uh, Yeah. Two new superchargers in the United States includes Rancho Mirage, which is out in the Palm Springs way. Also not a supercharger. It's a metro charger. Yeah, 24 metro chargers, but they have a big solar canopy, which mm-hmm. like covers all but I think four of the superchargers. People say, oh, that's great because mm-hmm. if you sit in your car, it could be 120 degrees with the air conditioning. Very on. hot in Rancho yeah. Mirage. There's mm-hmm. two new superchargers in France, oh, including lovely. Champagne. Oh, love it. Uh, one in the UK, one in South Korea, and one in Hong Kong. Very nice. Construction. 12 superchargers has entered construction. That's pretty sweet. Including, well, I guess technically the Nürburgring is listed as construction because all I've seen is a picture of a Tesla Model S, one of those supercharged, super fast plaid ones, sitting in front of these two what look like the pallet-based chargers that move around. Mm, The temporary ones. they say that it's a a permanent. Tesla said it's permanent. So there's two of those. And Pasadena Mm -hmm. in the neighborhood here is getting 24 metro chargers. Pretty sweet. That's a lot of metro chargers. I wonder where they're going to put them. Uh, I can give you the location, but not right now. It's okay. Seven have gone into permit. Sweet. It's not a fantastic two weeks. I'm hoping that uh, they kick it up. I've been saying that every other week now for a while now because they said they were going to double the number of superchargers. In this year. I'm sure they're doing the best they can with what they're given. You're so generous now. I guess you've run out of spit and fire. They're not service centers after all. They're <laughs> superchargers. <laughs> it's different. And also, I don't supercharge, so it's not a huge factor for me. Yeah. Get a charger at home. Right. And then you don't have the chance of running into another Tesla when you're at the supercharger because yeah. of people trying to get in and out really quick. It is a nice place to meet uh, enthusiasts. So. Running into is an issue that kind of plagues Elon's space company. (laughs) (laughs) Wow. That's a very interesting segue. Yeah. So the European Space Agency, Mm -hmm. uh, there was a big kerfuffle about a near collision. Kerfuffle. A kerfuffle. I like it. That's right. So it turns out that uh, space debris and satellites intersecting in space is an unregulated and problematic area, especially when you go from around 2,000 satellites up there, uh-huh. active, active, you know, working satellites, uh-huh. to like 14,000. That's more. That is more. And, and I don't know if you knew this. This is a minor physics problem. Okay. If two things yeah. at any speed yeah. occupy the same place yes. at the same time, hmm. uh, they don't do well. They don't play well with one another. And, and satellites move pretty fast. I don't know how fast because I'm not... Uh, science smart? Like 15 to 25,000 miles an hour. That's like ultra plaid mode, right? That is, that, 
I, we don't actually have <laughs> a ton uh, adjective uh-huh. for that amount of speed. We don't. We should come up with one. Galactic fast. Oh, I like it. I like it. I like it a lot. Yeah. That, mm-hmm. Although, you know, there is plat, plat mode was supposed to be like that kind of fast. I know. That's yeah. true. Was, so mm-hmm. Starlink satellite number 44, which yeah. was one of those 60 that were launched a few months back, was, quote, planned for decommission. Oopsie. But it got in the way of a European space agency Earth observation satellite called Aeolus, which was, I think, a Greek god. Mm-hmm. And uh, so at first there was like a 1 in 10,000 chance that it might run, or actually it was higher, 50,000 chance. Then it was 1 in 10,000. Then it got down to 1 in 1,000. The European Space Agency and the United States Air Force, who monitors this, sent a bunch of emails or notices to SpaceX, and basically SpaceX ignored them. Aeolus was the keeper of the winds, by the way. He was the nice. god of the winds. I had that in the notes, but I took it out because I thought it would make this story too long. Oh, it's super fun, though. That's the good information. Uh, Mel probably is having a little god of the winds at the moment. <laughs> also, <laughs> yeah, you're welcome. I'm uh, I'm having my own infectious You are, now. indeed, yeah. yeah. So and they... so it turns out that the correction to the Aeolus mm-hmm. to keep it out of the way of the Starlink 44 mm-hmm. happened so late, it was only one half an orbit away from this potential collision. And how long is a half an orbit when you're going 15,000 miles an hour? Well, the space station, I think, goes in, around the globe like 17 times a day. Whew. So it could be 20 minutes. It, well, I half think it's hour. like uh, an hour, a little around an hour, maybe 40 minutes. Math is not my strong fast. suit. Very so fast. This is like really, really disturbing. Yeah. And SpaceX ended up with a lot of uh, egg on face, mm. especially since they're pulling the stops on putting up a lot more of these satellites. Yeah. It comes, you know, and then people were talking about this cloud of debris that's all around the Earth. Mm -hmm. Oh, all these old satellites and this and that. It turns out, and this was a cool thing that I just learned, that about half of the debris in space today comes from just two events. Oops. In 2007, an anti-satellite test by the Chinese government. Mm. They like sent up a rocket to blow up a satellite, Mm -hmm. but they didn't clean up their mess. Of course they didn't. Yeah. And the other one was the Clooney thing, right? From, uh, (laughs) from that movie where all the, 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 the the ships crashed into each other. ass movie. Yeah. I saw that and I thought, I don't need to go to space. (laughs) That scared the No Mars for you. Poo out of me. Yeah. Yeah. So the second event I was reading, and now you've distracted me, which was great because it's great to challenge me like that. What I do. Was a 2009 collision between two satellites, uh, one of which I think was a Russian satellite, and the other was those satellites that we watched getting launched from Vandenberg. Oh. I forgot that communications company's name. Just Uh. slipped my mind. So two events caused almost or or at least half of the junk floating around up there and there's like screws and bolts and they're going like 10 20 30,000 miles an hour it's kind of a uh, concerning that yeah, it's uh there's a lot of stuff in space let me a little message to all you space companies out there mm. just be respectful of each other don't run into one another try to make it uh you know try to make safe uh space safe for for all of us yeah 
because we want, uh, you know, high-speed internet. It was nice that SpaceX, you know, they, they made a statement. It said mm-hmm. a bug in our on-call paging system prevented the Starlink operator from seeing the follow-on correspondence mm-hmm. in this probability increase and that they're investigating it. And, you know, I think they need to be pretty damn proactive about this if they're planning to put 12,000 Starlink satellites up there. They should. Because then... There's going to be this one web system from Boeing, another 900 satellites. Boing. Amazon using the moniker Kuiper Systems. Kuiper, I believe, is oh, how Kuiper. you pronounce that. You're right. 3,236 satellites. Mm-hmm. Then there's Telsat's going to launch a bunch and Leosat and there's others. These We're going to have so many satellites up there. They're, they talk about they're having to create an AI system mm-hmm. to keep the satellites moving around so they don't keep banging into each other. It's going to be an interesting time. And hopefully it will provide good quality broadband to those who currently do not have it. Yeah, and SpaceX said in this article from Ars Technica Mm -hmm. that they are going to change the orientation of each of the Starlink launches. Normally, and you might have seen these sort of like um, videos taken by astronomers where they showed like this string of pearls Mm -hmm. of satellites just traveling as they stretch apart in one orbit. Yeah. uh, They're going to use the Starlink deployment system to actually put the 60 satellites in each Falcon 9 launch into three different orbit orientations, which is pretty complicated. They're they're seeking a permit for this, but this is going to enable them to broaden the geographic coverage and get coverage in places that are far away and underserved, such as Hawaii, Puerto Rico, the U.S. Virgin Islands. And they said in their documentation Mm -hmm. that they're trying to do this deployment with enough satellites to beat next year's hurricane season to improve communications during hurricane times. That'd be great. So that's kind of cool. Very, very cool. Hopefully that's not just an excuse to get it done, but they actually intend that. Yeah, I hope so. I mean, because those, you know, as hurricanes become more and more severe, hit more and more places uh, remotely that, you know, struggle with communication, that's the biggest thing is like to know an hour after what's going on all over the place, that is the big deal. The Bahamas, you know, case in point, they had all kinds of issues. They didn't even know what was going on in some of these areas for a really long time. So uh, this would be really cool. And next show. Next one. Next show, Next we're going to have Not like, at least three more awesome space articles mm-hmm. that I've I extracted. I mean, these are really cool. Like, where are we going to land on Mars? I have to make a super important announcement next show what? about travel. I'm booked for travel. Okay. But I can't say anything now because we're running late on the secret. show. Very top secret. It is, however, going to be a Patreon show. So oh. if you are listening oh, no. and you're not a Patreon subscriber. You'll never know. You won't know. That's terrible. And I won't tell anyone. If they're not a Patreon, I'm not going to tell them anything about your travel plans. Pinky promise? Pinky promise. Nothing on the Twitter. So I guess you could go to patreon.com and and search Talking Tesla Mm -hmm. and uh, subscribe so that you can get the next show. Give us some Benjis, as the kids say. Yeah. All right. Potpourri. Uh, Volkswagen. This doesn't happen very often. No, it doesn't. Tesla getting props from a historically very dirty, dirty, dirty car company. I thought you were going to say a Hasidic car company. I was like, what? What? Yeah. No, no, no. no. Historically uh, not Hasidic. <laughs> Vo- very weird comment, actually. And now I don't even know if I want to talk about this anymore. 
Volkswagen credits Elon Musk after rolling out its newest electric car. In what way did it credit Elon Musk? Yeah, the Volkswagen chief strategist said that he believes that many car companies that are now shifting to the production of electric cars have Tesla's founder, Elon Musk, to thank Wow. Really? Wow. That is And news. that's exactly what Elon Thank was you saying. Thank you so much for telling us what we've known for the last five years of doing this show. <laughs> wow, Volkswagen. I mean, that is some impressive... That's an epiphany, yeah. really, by a guy leading a car company. Man. Really quite impressive. Do you have any media picks, Tom? Am I sarcastic or what? Yes. It is incredible. But it's yeah. true. I've, I mean, it's hard to be in the future and look back at the mm -hmm. past and not say, hey, dude, you're in the past. <laughs> Come join me in the future. Hey, bro, it's almost 2020. Where are your cars, Mr. Volkswagen? Oh, yeah, in 2020. Yeah, How many days is that? It's not too many. 97 days. Although technically they have days. 365 more days to... Oh, right, because it could be December 31st, yeah, 2020. Yeah, they got all kind of time. Hmm. My media pick yes. is the show Fleabag on Amazon Prime, a friend of mine, what? turned me on to it. A very well-written show. I've watched the end of the first season. Uh, it's not for the kids. There's a lot of dirtiness in it, mm. but it's quite funny. Well, when you say Fleabag, I start thinking of kind of not so clean. Yeah. No, I get you. And then I have a second media pick. Two? This is from 2012, a movie called The Late Quartet. Uh, every once in a while, I love Philip Seymour Hoffman. I'm a, I'm a, I was a huge fan of him when he was alive. He is unfortunately no longer with us. So I'm always searching to see what of his shows, movies, his work shows up on the free things because I'm also a cheap bastard. So on, on the Netflix, I believe, or maybe it was on uh, Amazon Prime as well. Okay. Uh, the Late Quartet, Philip Seymour Hoffman, Christopher Walken, Whoa. Karen Keener, and Mark Ivanar as a for a, 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 a string quartet, quartet yes. a string quartet who are the are dealing quartet. are yeah. dealing with some like interpersonal issues mm. during the course of this show. Some lovely, wonderful music, some beautiful sort of behind the scenes look at what it's like to be a string quartet for mm. twenty five years. Oh, this wow. is these people were together and playing with one another. Uh, a very good movie. So that's my recommendation. Mel, who's not here. He put friends down here. Yeah. I'm not even going to say another word about it. Mel picked friends as his media pick. Yeah. Yeah. Well, he did put a clip from friends in the Elon Daily, the mm -hmm. whole Porsche. Porsche. Yeah, he also, Porsche. He also plays ABBA in that show. Oh, a lot And of he's ABBA? got like, he's gone deep cuts on ABBA, like yeah. really rare B-side type stuff. Yeah. Very impressive. I'm uh, disturbed. And intrigued <laughs> yeah. at the same time. You don't need to be disturbed. It's just ABBA. It won't hurt you. No, it's, it's yeah. Mm -hmm. It's got an interesting quality to it. I sort of think it reminds me of The Matrix. Uh, okay. Because in The Matrix, everybody was kind of content and rather happy and they had their lives and nobody wanted anything to be too disturbed. And that's kind of how... ABBA is. And I like to think that I broke out <laughs> and now look at ABBA and think, no, I'm not wow. going back to that. That's a very deep thought into ABBA, which I don't think is necessary. And what is your <laughs> media pick, Robert? So I've been watching Succession, uh -huh. which is this uh, show on HBO mm -hmm. again. And it's a really 
It's listed as a comedy. Ha ha ha. I have not laughed a whole lot. Mm. I have been rather disturbed for much of it and very intrigued. It goes into <laughs> a family, an uber wealthy family uh-huh. that controls media, sort of like the Rupert Murdoch family. Mm. They're very right wing. They're very um, inconsiderate. They, you know, browbeat people in their tabloids and push them to the edge. And it's like, you know, they have no like, well, so what? You know, we just sell papers. We're not responsible for what we do. And so you can love, you can hate them, but they go into the characters and develop them so that you start to feel an affinity, a a like for them. But then you feel really bad because they do something that's like really, oh God, why are they doing it? But it's kind of a nice guy. So you really are struggling Mm. to sit with the characters. And it's in the second season now, comes out every Sunday night. And I hate, hate Mm-hmm. Strong word. Strong word. I hate being like thinking, oh, God, it's coming Sunday night. Mm-hmm. I'm working. Oh. You know, it's like I like to go and see a show that's all done. Like I waited for like uh, Game of Thrones to be completely done uh-huh. to watch it because yeah. I could do it whenever the hell I wanted to. Yeah. And I could, you know, I had no uh, connect. I had I, my heart wasn't on any strings. A lot of boobies in that show. With though. this. <laughs> yeah. Not in succession, but it's it's a good show, and I think it's right. uh, it's definitely worth watching. Did you watch Mind Hunter? Oh yeah, I watched all of Mind Hunter. Waiting for season three, genius. Yeah. yeah, it was one of my media picks. I believe ah. not that long ago, but it's okay because very rarely are you here by the end of the show, at least <laughs> emotionally. <laughs> it's okay. I understand. I haven't watched any of your media picks either. I'm no? kidding. No, that's not true. That's well. just mean spirited on my part. Uh, I will watch uh, some Succession, and you maybe you yeah. will watch some Late Quartet. Maybe you'll watch a little Fleabag. Yeah, actually, before I go to the next uh-huh. uh, LA. L.A. Phil Chamber uh, performance, which oh. is like next month, is the first one of the season. Mm. I will watch this late quartet Hoity and I'll have a toity. whole nother perspective yeah. watching the, the performers. Yeah, yeah. Very cool. I like it. And that's it. That's the end of the show. We don't have any letters. We read uh, the letter from Todd at the beginning of the show. He'll be getting his floor mats from the RPM Teslas. Yes. Thank you, Mark, once again for uh, kowtowing to my pressure to give away uh, yet another set of car mats. Definitely go to mm-hmm. Apple and leave us a review big of our time. podcast. We really, really, really appreciate that. Oh, yeah. Big, yeah. big time. Especially that Elon Daily. Let us know how much you love hearing <laughs> the dulcet tones of one Mel Herbert and his love for ABBA each and every morning. So every morning I wake up, listen to the Elon Daily, and then I listen to the Daily uh, from the New York Times, oh, which has been hard to compare. quite spectacular. Yeah, yes. it's hard to compare because uh, yeah. Mel puts on a very spectacular show. Right, and there's the Elon, and then there's the Daily Show. Oh my God, the Daily is such a good podcast. Very dedicated. That they Herbert. probably have like forty people making it, so. and, and not just and us. all we have is little tiny miniature, small viral mixing <laughs> Melvis making that show by himself alone in a dark room every morning. Don't forget, it's national. Drive Electric Week Mm -hmm. and uh, go to Patreon, Mm -hmm. log in, sign up, drop Mm -hmm. a couple bucks so that you can listen to the next show, which I'm going to do some fantastic space articles. And I'm going to leave you with this thought. Okay. We've talked about ways to improve the climate, Uh decrease the carbon in the atmosphere, bring the temperature down. Love it. Help everyone and all life on the planet survive. Uh Uh-huh. And one of the things we were touting was planting trees. Love to plant a tree. Right. We read an article that mm-hmm. there's like two billion trees on the planet. If you can plant a billion more, mm-hmm. not not a small feat, that you could actually sequester a boatload, a 
ton oh, of carbon. There it is again. Yeah. So if you go to plantabillion.org, it's the Nature Conservancy. They're okay. a good organization. I get their magazine. Yeah. It's a wonderful magazine. I even get show ideas out of this magazine. Sweet. They have a plan to collect money, targeted focus on planting trees in critical need areas, unlock the full potential of natural climate solutions. Let's combat climate change. Go to plantabillionTrees.org. Drop some bucks there. Right after you drop some bucks at Patreon. Yeah. We'll see you next time. Next time, indeed. Thank you for listening. We appreciate it. Out. Bye-bye. Ciao.